everybody, and welcome to Last Call Garage, episode seven, right? Yeah, we're, I, sure. I think so, yeah. we're getting up right. there. Uh, tonight, I'm Samir. I'm Arvin. And I'm Wayne. And I'm your guest, Dennis. Yeah. And uh, we're going to just pretty much spend tonight interviewing Dennis, but I want to start off with Wayne real quick. Wayne, week seven, you're finally employed. Yes, that, that, that's very <laughs> true. Congratulations, <laughs> Wayne. Awesome. You know, it is how it is. You know? <laughs> now you can finally tell your mom you're working again. Actually, yes. she, is she happy for you? Does she know? Yeah. And does she ask you, like, are you going to move out now? Do you make enough money? <laughs> no, she she asked me if I'm going to get a girlfriend. Yeah, now you're going to get a girlfriend. Which yes. brings me on to the other thing. Dennis, you have a lot more... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Straight into it. <laughs> You've got a lot more experience trying to find a way to girl than the rest of us. Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't pretend to be a, a Romeo or, or, or Mr. <laughs> Handsome over here. But, you know, when you don't look great you got to have a good game and, and that's an important thing part of it is uh any luck is, is there any secret to finding wayne a girl i think for wayne is we just need to create him that persona and sell that persona that's true yeah i, I think with wayne we just kind of need to spice him up he's like a you know really innocent sweet boy but he needs some pizzazz to him little bit i think he's he's picking it up he's learning from everybody right that's true he's been watching us he's growing up us what do you mean us arvin <laughs> I mean, you what, have a girlfriend. What do you have to do with that? <laughs> I'm like Hitch. <laughs> All right. Well, we're just going to jump right into it then. Um, Dennis, who are you? Who am I? Wow. That's a, that's a very <laughs> difficult question. Well, it's kind of weird because I, I definitely do have multiple personas, as you guys probably imagine, right? This is true. It's the Dennis at home, the dad, right? Mm-hmm. It's the car community. I'm Danny. Ooh. <laughs> right? I, at work, I'm this uh, sales guru. <laughs> engineer security <laughs> hacker like all of in one and you know uh, i think of me as and myself as you know i'm i'm just dennis and jack of all trades and i do the things that i need to do at the right time to help the people that i need to help and that's kind of how i see myself that's, interesting that's a pretty good answer i'm just dennis <laughs> <laughs> you know i like that <laughs> so um what do you do exactly you said you're a salesman yeah. engineer hacker yeah, so, you know, it's, it's a very interesting thing. I, I work in cybersecurity in particular, right? Oh, wow. Okay. And, you know, I've done a lot of cool things, everything from working in consulting, so actually being very hands-on with software technology, talking to people about how to protect their networks from what we call bad adversaries, you know, nation states, hackers, criminals, whatever you want to call them, Russians. <laughs> Russians. <laughs> have you, have you had, a lot, had a lot of experience dealing with these uh, Russians? Oh, definitely. Definitely <laughs> a lot of experience. And, you know, with what's happening today, I think my job is more important than ever. And today being COVID and elections coming up and yeah. All, all those Russian bots that are popping up everywhere. Yes. Like, yes. Those things keep myself busy. People like me busy keeps our our software selling right that's true and you know when i think about my job and and what my job is it's actually to not sell you something it's to try to not sell it to you you're right right right? so actually i i how 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 would you explain that like not selling yeah so you know when you when you're selling what we call big ticket items you know we're not doing transitional sales i'm not trying to sell you a bag of chips a pen right Mm -hmm. you know i'm trying to sell you something that is going to cost you a million dollars right and that's a large chunk of change Exactly. Exactly. So when you think about what I call and my definition of big ticket sales, it's about not wasting your time. It's Mm -hmm. about losing fast. It's about making sure that if that person buys it, they're not going to talk crap about your product because you sold them something they don't want. They don't need. Right. Right. And people that can spend a million dollars on something, 
they have probably have a lot of friends that can also spend a million dollars on something. That's right. A very good point. So you're just banking off that network. So basically the product talks where you don't actually have to do anything. Uh, you know, sometimes. <laughs> 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 definitely, definitely. You know, sometimes it depends on how you look at it. The product needs to be good. It needs to be able to sell itself. Mm-hmm. But that's just where I am today. But I, my historically, I worked for startups where the product did not sell itself. Right. And so you actually had to do a lot of legwork to get that product moving, so to speak. That's right. You know, and, you know, people will s- sought out Dennis and it'll be a VC, which stands for um, venture capital, mm-hmm. private equity firm, which is uh, acronym PE. Mm-hmm. They'll actually look for Dennis and they'll message me. Hey, what are you up today? I got this new startup that I'm investing in. Why don't you come take a look at it? See if it's interesting for you. Right. That's how they always frame it yeah. so right but before they reached out for dennis how did you plant yourself to become this you know guru in the sales world because it's in big companies you know vcs are very popular in the bay area like how did they find you how did you establish yourself as this powerhouse yeah it's it's very difficult it really takes time and at the end of the day it's time and, and reputation so what i did when it's when i was younger in my career like um, when I started, when I was, uh, well, I started when I was like 15, 16, really? wow. but let's talk about <laughs> hustling. <laughs> yeah, exactly. De- definitely, definitely hustling. So, you know, just to talk a little bit about the dentist, right? Mm-hmm. It's really about building a profile reputation over time. And as you can think about any business, you're always going to have a bad year. You're always going to sell it to that one guy mm-hmm. that's going to not like the product. Right. But the key thing here is to be able to keep your reputation. And your reputation is, is, is really all you have in my particular industry, even in the car industry, right? Right, right. Right. But in, especially in cybersecurity. And that's how I think I, why I, as a nerd, even right. As, as I kind of see myself, right. why I get along with a lot of the car guys, because a lot of that trust. Yeah, certainly you can say that's for different industries, mm-hmm. but I think it's especially true for cars. Are you, if someone says it's bad, are you going to take your car to get fixed? No. no, no, absolutely not. Right. If you work for a company, but but then think about this if you work for a company and your job was to protect the company and you got hacked when when you your job was on the line you, you were on the line right mm-hmm. then then people are thinking no i don't want that on my resume but you think about it that means you're battle-hardened that's a really interesting perspective like an interesting way to spin how you stop like you know, pitfalls in life you know yeah that's definitely some of the pitfalls in life so for me I started off my career in, I worked for the Board of Education. That was one of my first jobs. Mm-hmm. I, I was an intern, you know, I mean, fancy name for intern. They just called me a technician, <laughs> <laughs> but I was an intern, you know, no, mm-hmm. no, no buts about it. But I worked for a very important man at the time. He was the CIO of the Board of Education and in New York. It's the biggest company, like, like even Fremont and, and Newark, right? Who's the biggest company in the world? You'll find out it's Fremont Unified District and it's Newark Unified District, right? So the school was a, was a really big deal for me to work there. And when I first started working there, I, I realized, okay, go in there, wear, wear a hand-me-down suit, right? Go in there and, you know, hustle. But one of the things I learned was you are a, you at the time, and this was 2000, the year 1999, actually. Okay, so we were like toddlers then, you know? Yes. I was like, Y2K, maybe. I remember. Right. <laughs> oh, <man>. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting story about Y2K. My, my, yes. my dad was really scared. And my dad's like, hey, we're going to India in December, which was unheard of for like, you know, our family, we usually go during, you know, summer break. Right. I didn't put it together until like literally last year. It's like, oh, 1999. Yeah, your dad thought you guys were going to die. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. He's like, yo, we're going back to India. We're going back citizens. to the motherland. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, luckily, when the clock, you know, ticked over, we were still good. And uh, sadly, <laughs> I had to come back to America. <laughs> oh, <wow>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you got to go, though. I did get to go. And it was nice seeing my grandparents. I actually do have fond memories of going to India that year. So, like, yeah, all in all, good times. 
that's definitely yeah. nice to hear, man. I, sometimes I meet people at work and they're like, I wasn't even born that year. So to hear you guys are five years old, I, I don't feel that old now. <laughs> so not, but yeah, I, I learned so much from that job. And then I said, you know what? I, I got, she got a job offer at that time mm-hmm. for $80,000, right? Think about it. That's a lot of money back then, right? That's a lot of money. A lot of money now, too. (laughs) And and I just happened that it was my business uh, teacher in high school, right? Mm -hmm. And her daughter was looking for someone. He said, I need someone, Dennis, for my my daughter. But but then he said, and I said, okay, let's go. Like, what do I need to know about it? Well, they're paying really well. It's paying about like $80,000 a year is what I'm hearing. Mm -hmm. And, but the thing is, Dennis, do you want to go to college? Oh, so so college wasn't a thought in your mind when you were up in your early years of your career. It, 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 It wasn't. But then I said, I thought about it and I'm like, you know what? I actually do want to go to college. Mm-hmm. And I talked to some mentors that I have, and that's going to be something I want to talk about maybe a little bit later. You guys can talk about it. Uh-huh. Um, and and I'll, I'll talk a little bit about it. But really, it's about the mentor that I had. And the mentor said, you know what, Dennis? 80000 sounds like a lot right now. And, you know, it's twice what my dad makes, mm-hmm. right? At the time, my, my dad works for the government. And I'm like, okay, it's more than my dad makes, almost twice what he makes. But I could probably make more in the future right. if I invest in myself, mm-hmm. right? So, so you do like college is a good investment for a person to take, even in today's day and age, because like the modern era, right? They say don't you don't require college. What, what's your what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, you know, um, you know. So certainly, from my opinion, is that you don't need to get a, like a master's degree. You don't need a PhD in what you want to learn. And in, a lot of times, it depends on what you want to learn. Right? right, right. So it's, it's very respected. But I would say for my career. I would recommend that you guys at least get a two-year degree on it mm-hmm. because that really is going to slingshot you to at least get that foundation mm-hmm. so that you know that, oh, you know, this is what I want to do in my life. And then when you figure that out, you can then go back to school and get your bachelor's or do an online program, which is what I did 10 years later. I see. And I'm assuming your company probably paid for it. Uh, they, they, yeah. Yeah. Okay. My company did pay for uh, half of my master's degree. Oh, excellent. Uh-huh. So like they're proved yourself so much that they invested in you, which is really cool to see. Yeah, exactly. Not not every company does that nowadays, yeah. especially with uh, with everything going on, budget cuts and everything. Right? What are you gonna do? Right. <laughs> <laughs> you just want the cream of the crop. You don't want to invest, which is unsettling to hear. But I I think you know it does really separate you know you did this good from this wrong bad, if you will. Yeah, and you know for me the biggest thing that that happened to me in college was was nine eleven, and you guys know I I you know I grew up in New York City. You grew up in New York. Yeah, that's, that's that was point. Actually, I never heard of I never heard it from the perspective of being in New York. Yeah, same. Yeah. I was definitely in downtown New York. If if you guys are just listening to podcasts, right, just just pull up the your map real quick, right, and mm-hmm. look up, um, you know, City Technical University in New York. That's where I went to school, and I just remember sitting in class and wondering, you know, this is literally my third week in school, and I'm looking around and wondering, what? where's this teacher at? How come <laughs> the professor's late? Right? <laughs> like, what the hell, right? It's so weird. Like, professors shouldn't be late. I paid all this money to be here, and then people started talking. They're like, hey. We heard that there's a fire at the World Trade Center and maybe they stopped the subways. We're like, okay. But you should probably think it was like 93, you know, and they had that attack. Is that what you we, were thinking? Mentally, I still remember like it was yesterday. And mentally, I just thought, okay, there was a fire in the subway. Something happened. Right. And literally, that's all we thought. And we waited. The school didn't necessarily keep us there, but they didn't necessarily let us leave either. Mm-hmm. We didn't really know what was going on. And I just remember saying, oh, okay, let's give up. Let's get out of here. And when I left... When you when you look at that map, you're gonna see that uh, the st- where my school is is actually the entry point for the Brooklyn Bridge. 
um, I'm not too familiar with the uh, geography of uh, New York. So across the Brooklyn Bridge in uh, that Manhattan. Yeah, that's Manhattan. And so that's where the World Trade Center was. That's exactly where the World Trade Center is. Or across the bridge, less than a quarter mile is is where the, essentially where the World Trade Center is. Wow. So did you like hear anything or like like the actual impact? Like we. So I saw a lot of different things. The <laughs> first thing that I never will ever ever get it out of my mind was leaving the building my school mm -hmm. and then just starting to see people starting to walk across the bridge and that bridge you know it takes a little bit to walk across but when you're running away from something yeah yeah you're gonna cross that bridge you're fast. gonna cross that bridge and all i remember are people and by that time the first tower already went down okay and people were just covered in ash um you know it's hard to describe you know just imagine recently we had the wildfires in california not to bring that up but <laughs> it reminded me of 9 11. Wow, when, really? the, when the when the um, smoke and ashes was coming down, that wasn't what 9-11 looked like. All your cars, all your houses, was full of dust. And that's all I remember. But if you ask me about the, the tower, I didn't actually see the tower come down. Mm -hmm. But when I'm walking in the street, I'm asking people, what's going on? What's going on? Right. And that's when we found out that there was multiple attacks. Jesus. So I like to think that shaped me. A lot in terms of my career one of the first things i mentioned my i worked at the board of education right correct well guess what the board of education the building i worked at it was only three blocks away so i walked over to my old co-workers and i wanted to check on them and i saw the three people that um i worked the closest with mm -hmm. they were just standing out front of the building i'm like you guys okay you know <laughs> they probably never expected to see me again because i went to college right, right right decided to go to college and yeah that that really uh shaped shaped me i think a lot Wow, three, what, two questions in. You're already the most interesting person I've ever talked to. That's crazy. We're only 14 minutes in. Dude. I know, that's, <laughs> wow. Like, oh my God. Okay. Yeah. Hot and heavy. <laughs> and, you know, I had a hitchhike home. You know, I mean, there's no, I'm not, there's no subways around. They close it. Yeah. Yeah. And where I live, it's called uh, Staten Island. You live oh. so Wu Tang Clan. That Wu Tang Clan. Staten Island. <laughs> Wu -Tang Clan. Oh, Dennis. I know. What is <laughs> I I actually my house um, where my parents live where I grew up actually right uh -huh. I can see the the projects of of, of, of Staten, Staten Island of Staten Island of, especially of the Wu Tang really where where they shot rap videos and everything That's I sick. pass by those delis uh -huh. every day I ate, I ate at those delis wow. when I was a kid right. That's sick. Like, they're sick. It's like it's so much <laughs> culture, like, you know, in that one city. It's amazing. It, it's definitely amazing. And you guys should definitely go there. I think Wayne talked about going there once, right, Wayne? Yeah, and then COVID hit. <laughs> and then COVID hit. <laughs> I think we're definitely going to have to go to New York with you, Dennis, and like once all this settles down. <laughs> I, I will take you guys out. We don't need a map. People will come out and, and just take us out. We don't even need a car. We'll be Ooh, good. That's awesome. <laughs> let's, let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. And, but not to just keep talking about 9-11, right? I just remember um, hitchhiking home. Mm -hmm. I walked a lot, but I hitchhiked home and I made it home. And all I can think about is my little brother, right? He's 10 years younger than me. Mm -hmm. uh, he must have been, he was in pre-K. So what, he was like five years old or something. I just remember, uh, uh, seven years old. I just remember I need to get home, check on my brother, pick him up from school. That's a family man right there. Yeah. That's it. That's Ooh. it. <laughs> Hitchhiked, I think, three different cars and probably walked about three miles. But Staten Island, if you remember the New York City Marathon, mm -hmm. it, that's where it starts. Oh yeah, yeah. So, so you can't walk across that bridge. That, that bridge is like two and a half miles. <laughs> so I, I just pulled up and I said, "Hey, can, can I get a ride?" <laughs> so I got, I got home. I made it home. It took a, it took a couple hours, but I made it home. Like yeah, I mean at least you were safe and like you know. Wow, I made it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Wow. So why the move to the West Coast? Was it for work? 
Yeah, it was definitely for work. It was it's really interesting because I, I met a met a great mentor. And, and again, this is going to be a common theme in, in my in my interview, I think, today, which is I made a great mentor and that mentor uh, moved to California. And he said, Dennis, I, I want you to come work for me because I'm building something awesome, building something great. And I went, well, I got a pretty good job in New York and I'm running my own company. At this point, I, I ran this company called Open Gate Solution, you mm -hmm. know, registered business in, in Brooklyn had about like 12 different customers take care of their computers, their voice over IP phones. At the time, Microsoft released this cool thing about uh, called Microsoft Small Business Server. I made a lot of money off of it. <laughs> <laughs> and I can honestly say today, 20 years later, Dennis, 20 years later, right? I'm still foundationally using some of those technologies, although they're no longer small business server, they're for enterprise now. Okay, so yeah. So big things. So yeah. made the right investment, made the right call. So how did I move to California? You know, the, really the answer here is that that mentor, I told him I've had this great thing going on. And he asked me a couple months later, a year later, two years later, time flies by, right? And I'm living in 42nd Street, Manhattan. If you guys ever saw the movie, The International with Clive Owens. Yeah. There's this one building where he, he kind of comes, uh, he goes into that building and, you know, he, he pretty much shoots everyone. So anyway, right? <laughs> but, uh. He came out of that building. I lived in that building on 42nd Street. From wow. my window, I can see um, the UN building. Oh, okay, okay. So that's like Manhattan, Manhattan. I have like very, I've been to New York once, so I've got like a kind of shaky understanding of the city, but wow. Yeah. You were living like the high life. I was living the high life. <laughs> I, was living, I, I moved out from my parents' house. I had my own business. I had a girlfriend. Like everything was good, right? And then my friend came along, my mentor, and he said, you know what, Dennis? I, I know you said yes, and you were just being friendly to me. Mm -hmm. So I, I met my mentor, and he's and I know that he said that, Dennis, maybe you're just being friendly to me, mm -hmm. but I really need you. And I said, well, okay, let, 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 let me come over there. Let me meet the team. Let me meet the company. It was actually based out of Fremont. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah based represent. out of Fremont. <laughs> yeah, right? And I went there, and I said, you know what? I think I can make a life here. And I asked my girlfriend at the time, who's now my wife, so... Nice. You know, same, same <laughs> it girl. Out. Yeah, yeah, same girl worked out, right? And um, we made the decision to, to move there. And it took about six months to, you know, end the lease, uh, resign from my job. I had a business. Right, um, right. So you did you like end up selling the company or transfer of power? So I, yeah, I actually did a transfer of power to, to my partner. His name was Anthony at the time. Mm -hmm. I mean, he passed away. That's why I said at the time. Mm -hmm. So he's, he's no longer with us in this world. But, um, you know, that's what we did. And, and I packed up everything, literally two boxes, right? And That's it? Now you know, men add in apartments for like, you know, shoe boxes, <laughs> I'm assuming. <laughs> true that, true that. Right? <laughs> two boxes, no car, because I, I just w was using my girlfriend's car. Uh -huh. And um, later on, I brought my car over, but <laughs> it took a while. Well, um, what car was that? Because we, we, we are the so, car, car people. Oh, yeah, car. Yeah. So my, my, uh, my, my, my girlfriend at the time had a Lancer ES. Ooh, so, ooh, you know, it's a ooh, pretty ooh. cool car. <laughs> she paid like 30 grand for it. Jesus. Jesus. And like having a car in New York, right? And you're living in Manhattan. That's like, that's probably a big thing, right? Yeah. And for me, like balling too, because I had the Mercedes ooh. at the time too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I ain't gonna front, man. Like my dad helped me with down payment. I'm not gonna make it up, right? No, my, you gotta, gotta. Yeah. Gotta love the dad, right? He put the down payment down. I took over some of the payments. I took care of the gas, then everything, right? Right. But I was balling, bro. I, par <laughs> I parked my car in front of the school, right in the fucking front, man. <laughs> so that everyone can't. I said, curse. <laughs> no, 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 we, we curse a so, lot. So I parked it right in front of the school. And then at work, you know, at my, my regular job, so to speak, right? Mm -hmm. I parked in front of the office building, too. 
And then, you know, everybody from operations are like, yo, Dennis, let me get the keys. You know? <laughs> and I'm like, here's the key. And then, you know, they help me move the car back and forth because, you know, you have to move your car every hour or something like that. Right, right. Oh, yeah. Yep. We're so lucky we don't have to deal with that here in like in the <laughs> suburbs, you know? <laughs> That's true. And then New York has this thing called alternate side parking now, mm -hmm. which um, I think what, what it means is you can park on one side of the road one day and then you have to move to the other side. Okay. So it's kind of it's kind of one of those interesting yeah. things. But in any case, I was definitely with my white Mercedes, you know, very sharp, right? It's uh, the sports edition and all that kind of stuff. W203. And okay. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I had fun. I was, what, 24 years old. Come on. You know, what, what yeah. more do you want? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> 24 years old. You're like, wow. Yeah, so then, of course, moved to uh, moved to California. That <laughs> <laughs> like, how was that culture shock? You know, like, you know, you're in the hustle. You're in the life, you know, and you just come to Fremont. <laughs> and also the weather, too. Yeah, the weather. I mean, we have really good weather. Yeah. Uh, fuck snow. <laughs> <laughs> the, the weather was definitely um, something that was a it wasn't necessarily a selling point, mm -hmm. but it was a, a point to stay. Because I didn't realize that. I mean, I know the weather's good, but I didn't realize it's going to be that good. When you have a, you know, when you paid at the time, it was, I paid, I paid 35000 for the car, right? Mm -hmm. You can only drive it like four or five months of the year, right? Right. Then you have snow and all that. Exactly. But now I can drive my car all the time. <laughs> that was cool. Got some good driving roads out here too, so I can only imagine you're tearing it up. Tearing it up, man. So now I'm working for this company and I'm doing professional services. I mm -hmm. you know, and you know, kind of what I was doing already. Would you like? Would you consider like a step down from what you were doing originally, or like how how would you expl uh, exp um, explain like you know that transition? The way that I, I see it mentally is that um, when I had my own company, I was helping those twelve companies that I told you about, right? Correct. But when I work for a software company. I have the potential to help thousands of companies. If I write software, mm -hmm. literally millions, if, if, if that, right? Right. So that's how I kind of sold it to myself that, yeah, you know what? I'm making a big change, not just helping four or five companies, you know, granted those four or five companies are pretty well known in New York, uh -huh. but you know, this was a, this wasn't about the name recognition. This was about making that difference, making that impact. And I didn't see it as a downgrade to not to work for someone again, uh, to, be your own boss and have, uh, I believe I had like five people on payroll at the time. Three of them were consultants, but I paid them every week, right? Right. There was a lot of responsibility for a 24 year old <laughs> to write a thousand dollar check to pay somebody. Like, I'm 26, he, Sam, you're 25, right? Yeah. Uh, yes, sorry. <laughs> we, I don't think we could like you know, run a company. Like that's, I don't know, I think I can do it. Can? Yeah, it's all about confidence, man. Oh yeah, I, I do not have any of that. <laughs> Definitely confidence comes into play, right? And, and having the right mentor and everything, right? But, you know, I did that hustle for, for two years. And, you know, the we, we had a lot of up and downs. If you guys can remember, that was 2008 now, right? We're fast forward to 2008. Yep. Housing bubble. Right. Car yeah. companies, Ford, bailout, GM, yep, right? Yep, yep, yep. You guys know the deal, right? Yep. <laughs> Obama had it tough that year. That's the reason he had white hair. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It was, it was definitely, uh, it was definitely tougher for everybody. Right. right? Not, mm -hmm. not trying to sell that short. I mean, I remember going around Fremont and I literally looked at houses on in mission where, where, you know, um, someone I know lives. Right. <laughs> and those houses were selling at, for like $300,000. Jesus. No like, shit. Yeah. Damn, we moved at the wrong time. <laughs> Should have moved there, dude. Yeah. Look at them now. <laughs> and I, I remember negotiating saying, no, 280. <laughs> 280 for a house in Mission. Like, hey, for some background, Mission's probably one of the best school districts in Fremont. Like, you know, just 
thing. I don't know about and you went to nice houses in Fremont. Yep, you get to, you can get some nice houses on the hills. Exactly. Well, yeah. it, it definitely wasn't one of the houses in the hill, but it was going to that school, right? Which mm-hmm. is which is what it, ultimately what it's about. That's what makes that house mm-hmm. so expensive. But then, when I started thinking about that impact, right, I started thinking about what did I want to do at this company that I made an investment on. I was doing professional services, which was almost getting me where I want. But ultimately, I'm a software guy, mm-hmm. so I said. You know, I found the opportunity to write a little bit of software for the company that I was working for. And, you know, without calling them out or anything like that, mm-hmm. they hired a new CEO uh-huh. and the CEO goes, you know, how, how old are you, Dennis? You know, you want to be one of our executives here and, and, and actually build a product for us. Right. I go, I'm 27 years old. Jesus. 27 years old. He goes. And then he thought about it. He left and he came back and he said, Dennis, you're too young. <laughs> yeah, you're too young. That's that's really interesting. And you know what? Maybe he's right. I don't know yet. Mm-hmm. Only time is going to tell, right? right? Where where my career goes. I'm still, I still like to think I'm young now. But oh God, I'm 26 right now. Right. I'm, I'm doing jack shit right now. <laughs> <laughs> so I can only imagine, you know, like the CEO tells you that at 27, you're like, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I did this really cool thing. I, I don't mind sharing this, but it's, it's embarrassing, but F it. I did it anyway. Right. Uh-huh. I got, um, I rented a, a, outside of our company, I rented a office. Okay. Um, at a law firm actually right in, in on stevenson boulevard mm-hmm. I, I put a suit on i got um i got a friend to help out i got i got like dessert and everything and i'm uh, sorry um, sandwiches and everything mm-hmm. and i gave a presentation to the ceo and the other guy which was the founder of the company uh-huh. and i said hey um this is why despite being 27 years old why the idea that i had that you said was not necessarily a good idea is a good idea and i tried to sell it to them so I definitely think I, I stepped a little bit outside the comfort zone. Maybe, you know, looking hindsight, maybe that was a little bit too much of a show, so to speak, but I don't regret it. Right. I did it anyway, right? It already happened. Right. And it goes back to what you were saying earlier. Like, it's a lot of confidence that comes into play. A lot of confidence, a lot of confidence. And ultimately, I can tell you that, you know, I can fast forward this story real quick. And, and I can tell you guys that that product that they said uh, won't sell, that it was a failure. You know, that company, um, you know, what I did was I decided to quit that company, mm-hmm. the, the company that, I'm work, that I was working for. And I made it very clear that you said it was a bad idea. And I actually worked on this on my own time. So it was your intellectual property. This this was my intellectual property. And they pretty much, you know, I have it on writing, right? They said it was a bad idea. Mm-hmm. I, I have all the hours that I worked on it at home. Mm-hmm. They're not on their computer or my computer. Pretty much nothing they can do about it, right? Right. So I took that and... and and I, and I put it on the shelf. I literally put it on the shelf and I found another job. Mm-hmm. And then I just said, man, why did I put this idea on the shelf? Right. And then I started searching for this idea that I had on the internet. And trust me, there was no one with this idea. Now I'll get right to the point of the story, which was right now there's two very popular companies in the world. One is called Okta mm-hmm. and one is called one login, but one login is not that popular anymore. And it's, and it's a single sign on technology. That, that is essentially something that, that I've written in hotel rooms in, in my house that, that I wrote a software like that. Now it's not that company though, right? That's mm-hmm. a different company, but I found a guy, right? Without naming him, he's a, he's a great guy. And he had this like little, sh- you know, crappy website, but he had a very similar vision to me. So I reached out to him. I said, Hey, you have an idea that I think um, that resonates with me. And I think that this is what we can do. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, so I met this guy and he, and we had a very similar idea in terms of a product. And I said, Hey, let's team up and let's make this happen. 
And it just happened that it was the right guy. This guy was a, I, I don't know how to uh, explain it, but he was my next mentor. Let's put it that way, right? Okay. I, I had the idea, but he had the idea too, right? So it, was, it wasn't about the idea. It was about the execution. The execution and then like once again, that cohesion between two people and it ma- making something happen. Exactly, exactly. You like you want to you want to put a supercharger on a, on a naturally aspirated car. And he wants to do too. No one's done it, right? Right, right. He had the same idea. So when I start thinking about it, I talked to him and then we met up. It was literally like weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. And we, we, we met up and he said, he's, and we actually met up at the Marriott Hotel by San Jose Airport. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and we, he interviewed me at the airport. I mean, at the, sorry, at the, at the hotel. Uh-huh. And he said, you know what? Um, I'm going to write you an offer. How much money you want? He's like, I can't, you know, I'm not going to be able to pay you. I was like, don't worry, man. This, this is, we'll figure it out. We'll make money later, right? But um, we were able to get um, some, uh, we were able to get some funding, got some money, built out the idea re- real quick with the story. Mm-hmm. You know, that company was, you know, this is me now 28 years old, 29 years old, right? Um, just got married, you know, um, you know, my, my daughter um, was, my wife was pregnant at the time. You know, a lot of stuff going on in Dennis's life. Just quit your job, right? <laughs> right. Like, Dennis, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, we're like, you know, bells ringing in your heads. Like, is this the right thing to do? Or was it just like, this, this is what I'm going to do? I felt that this was definitely the right thing to do. And the timing was right, right? And I just remember that, just one thing you gotta remember is the way you evaluate most companies is what's your sales times a multiple, right? Mm-hmm. But software companies, you can't you can't calc- you can't value software like that because most startups it's about the idea mm-hmm. and they recognize that you know you might not have the great customers, but the company will buy the potential of the idea and what they think that their sales team, their 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 lawyers and and all those people think that they can buy your company for mm-hmm. and how fast they can make that money back. You know, and, and that's just like a, a quick, easy way to explain and it. Just like a quick investment of sorts. Right, exactly. And that's what like uh, venture capitals and stuff do. Th- that's exactly what they do. So one of the things that we did was, and, and this is, you know, it's easy to talk about the, the successes, but let's talk about some of the failures, right? You know, the failures here was there was definitely some companies where I was more focused on building the product to, to sell it to them so that they can use it as opposed to just building the product and making it better, right? Mm-hmm. That's the first thing we did. I, I had a customer where literally I spent uh, three engineers just to make the product perfect for this one company, this pharmaceutical company back, back in Boston. Mm-hmm. And the second mistake that I think we made was we hired a, a lawyer to help us with the merger and acquisition. We wanted to, we knew we wanted to sell the company. Right now, Now, I'm not saying that it's the wrong thing to hire a lawyer, but you gotta really know where you are in your company before you hire the lawyer. Now, and I'll explain what that means. So that lawyer, their job is to help you sell your company. Whether or not they sell it or not, they get a percentage of what you sell it for. Right. So this guy, you know, we actually end up selling the company ourselves and he walked away with one third of the of the profit. So basically you have a robbery. Yeah, it felt that way. <laughs> so, and one third, like, um, if you don't mind me asking, we, we can redact it later. What was the evaluation at? Uh, or? You know, the, we, we evaluated ourselves at about Okay. So, you know, not a lot, but pretty good. Pretty right. Good. That's, that's pretty <laughs> thick. Yeah. yeah pretty, and pretty like good. 29 years old, you know, a third of that, like yeah, 29 years old, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> right. 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 Out the window, that you could have had 15. Right. <laughs> you know, you got to pay your investors back. Right. Mm-hmm. That's usually at a multiple that you guys agreed on. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you might not make any money. So the truth is, is that most of these companies are happy with anything. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. You, they'll take anything. They'll take anything. Right. I mean, yeah, sure. They want the next. They want to discover the new Facebook and be billionaires, but they only ever need to do it once, right? You right. Know, that's it, the reality. It's just that payoff comes back tenfold or yeah. whatever. So we had to pay those guys, right? Without you know, 
about giving the, the regular percentage here. But at the end of the day, the learning experience here was that I built this, I, I, I went back to that, that company and uh, it just happens that a lot of those people, I didn't rub it in, but it, they're, they're on my Facebook, <laughs> they're on my Facebook, right? And I just put on that article where, you know, um, this company that, that, uh, that everyone knew that Dennis w- was working on. Right. With, right. And they probably thought, oh, Dennis, he's crazy. He quit his job for this bullshit. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Literally working in plug and play in, in, uh, in Wolf Road. Uh-huh. Right. Literally working in plug and play. I've driven past that. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, and then you think about it and it's like, you know, we sold the company for, you know, we didn't publicly say because we sold it to a publicly traded company. Mm-hmm. And if you didn't know this, when 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 a company buys another company, their stock drops. Interesting. I, I don't think I understand why. Um, I thought it will go up. Yeah, because you, know, you or is it like sort of thing like you have more mass now. Your money valuation is less. You think about it this way: um, you buy a company, right? Mm-hmm. It's like inheriting a wife. You bought a wife. <laughs> you know, yeah, seriously. <laughs> so all you you take all their liabilities, all their responsibilities, and actually. Before they before they grow up and make money for you, mm-hmm. they you, they lose money. It's like having like a child, right? You know, you adopt a child. <laughs> you have to have all that overhead. You know, put them through college X Y Z. Exactly. Before and I they hate, start paying you back. And I hate to use the word dari because it's you know very ethnic to a certain group of people, mm-hmm. but that's essentially what it is, right? So that's mm-hmm. why the stock drops for most companies. I see. They just have to swallow that overhead, like the running cost of that sub business. Exactly. Just, okay. So we didn't necessarily share, and it wasn't that much, right? You guys already know that it, it probably hardly put it then in that company, right? Mm-hmm. But we never shared the value. But the uh, the point is, is that I went on. On that TD um, website, I post on my Facebook, and it's just like big fuck you guys. Right? Like, <laughs> so, so my company now, I could I could have sold it for three hundred million or, or one million, doesn't matter. I sold my you company. sold your company, you made this thing from the ground up with your your co- uh, partner, and just that's amazing. It yeah. was it was the idea that would never happen, right? Yeah. Right. It was the idea that would never happen, and I'm not trying to say that was the point of my my success, but that was definitely one of the. Um, highlights so mm-hmm. to speak of, of that dentist career right that's that reputation of why those people still come to me and see what are you doing like why do you work for someone now <laughs> right yeah. again why don't you do your next business <laughs> like oh no dennis is tired of that <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's definitely pretty cool and and sometimes you know i, I know i know the product that that i sold to them mm-hmm. and you know the company um you know, was was actually we sold that company uh, that product to Symantec, you know, which is now it's a pretty big company. That's a big fucking company. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a big company, and now that company got bought by by Broadcom. Okay, but there's still some little pieces of technology. Let's just say, right? A little, little dentist nuggets here and there. I, I can see. It. <laughs> I, I can see. It. I look at you know a, a, a way the UI looks, or the way that um, certain things are worded, and I'm like, that that was definitely from the DNA. That wasn't my product, though, right? And it kind of like evolved into that. Yeah, exactly. You like planted a seed, and it, this is what grew from uh, it. Look at that. That was me. <laughs> <laughs> no. Can you imagine like showing your children when they grow up, kids? Th- look at what I did. You can do this too. <laughs> like that's a great motivator. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And you know, I, I you know I can't take all the credit. A lot of help along the way. You know, building myself up had a lot of work, right? I have. I, I volunteered um, for people that were writing books and I said, hey, can I be a, a technical reviewer for you, um, for your books? And I have that in, in, in my name in, 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 in at least four books right now. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Not that many, but you know, a couple, right? That's more than like most people. <laughs> four books. That's amazing. Right. And and even some like recorded training videos, like they, they credit Dennis for, for technical review and, and fact checking and all that kind of stuff. But 
regardless it's it's about that earlier question that you asked me like how do you build that reputation and honestly it takes time work and you know builds trust and and, and a network ultimately and, and it sounds like you're also like you put yourself in a lot of different ventures right because if you stick to one thing you're kind of limiting yourself and it sounds like you've put yourself in so many different avenues and that's kind of like how you extended your network if you will right that's 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 exactly what what i did right and just not saying i just fix computers right i can build websites i can build software i can sell it for you right and the selling part is really interesting because if you, if you th remember what i told you about my career path you know i'm, I'm writing software I'm, I'm a consultant when did i become a salesman <laughs> yeah because like when you when you started like it's like oh i know dennis is a salesman but like there's just so much behind it like how you came to this he evolved he did yeah. evolve you're like a pokemon got, got, to, got, to, got to evolve and you know you start thinking about these things and, and really the the hustle was hard right i mean i remember going in front of some of the biggest uh, publicly traded companies in the world and trying to s not sell them the software but sell my whole company jesus this is with no training i didn't go to mb i didn't go to stanford you know right? i went to freaking city tech in Brooklyn, <laughs> you know? and to, to to do that and sell my company and to get uh, accolades from microsoft and different things and go back to my school and say hey um, by the way, I, I just made it on this article and whatever. And they post it on their LinkedIn. They post it on their website. It's like, wow, I thought you guys would just say, oh, cool. Good job. <laughs> right? But but they made a they made a cool thing about it. Right. And, and, and I felt proud of that. You know, that's probably like the first time I ever really like felt proud of myself that, oh, you know, this really this really worked out. Right. So that was cool. So made it. What did you use for motivation going through all that? Like what kept you going? You know, you know, there, there's good and bad things with, with motivation, right? And being able to, to, to go back and say, you know what? I want to be able to um, do something successful, the good stuff, right? Being able to, the positive stuff, being able to go back and say, I want to be able to pay off my, my parents' house, mm -hmm. being able to help my sister out, be able to put my, not, not necessarily put my brother to school, but at least help him out so that he doesn't have the debt that I had, right? right? So that helped motivate me. Of course, family is always a big motivator. And, you know, who's Dennis, right? The family guy, right? So the Dennis, right. the Dennis family guy said, you know what? I got to keep doing the right things for my family. And, you know, but the nice thing is that the house that I live in, right? After I sold the company, mm -hmm. same house, same wife, same car, right? The car parked outside. Same oh, so car. that's your car from, uh, from New York. That's my New York car. Wow. Wow. Yeah. wow. <laughs> so, like, so you kept it humble. Like, yeah, you, you definitely got to keep it humble. And, you know, I don't call this setbacks though, right? Mm -hmm. Then that go by <laughs> <laughs> powerful diesel over there <laughs> but uh the the next thing in terms of motivation was you know being able to say um to, to people like you know you really thought the idea wasn't good and it's and you know you can argue that it's ego dennis like it maybe it was actually a bad idea the guy's a ceo right <laughs> but the point is like you didn't listen to him right like you didn't let it shut you down you just kind of like shelved it off to the side until it was right exactly exactly right we shelved it we didn't even shelve it that long i sold it for maybe six months Oh, okay. So that's barely any time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, just a couple months, right? And, you know, we, we really made it happen. So that, that's one of the things that, that I want to share that was really the, the driver to be able to help other people mm -hmm. and to be able to ultimately, um, there was one statement and, and the, let's call him the co-founder of the company, right? Uh, my mentor, he said that, and this was after we meet, we sold the company already. We met up a year later, right? He goes, He's like, there's one thing that you said to me, Dennis, that really changed my perspective um, in terms of how I saw the business. He said, and, and I said, what was that? He said, Dennis, we sat down once with all the sales guys before I fired them all. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and I asked you, Dennis, if you remember this, he says, can this product sell? He asked me this mm -hmm. and I thought about it for a second, right? 
I, and, I, and, I, and I responded back without knowing that I'd probably get everyone fired that I said, if this thing was X, XYZ product mm -hmm. by Microsoft, I'll be selling it like hotcakes. That's what I told them. Because brand recognition, like <laughs> yeah. oh, Microsoft, they probably have good right. product. Right, exactly. <laughs> and that's when he said, that's when he realized that we needed to not just keep selling it to customers, the product, but actually to sell the company. Mm. So big things. A lot of, um, there was a lot of things happening in the industry at the time. We had some competitors that started creeping up, right? One of them, really interestingly uh, enough, and, and I'm not, this is probably not proprietary because these companies are all gone now, right? Semantic's gone. Right. It got acquired by Broadcom. The other company that we were competing to get bought against, they had basically, from what I understand, over-evaluated how much their company was worth. Okay, so like, their ego got the better of them. It did. It okay. Did. And we kept it humble and we said, you know, we're, we're two guys with, with an awesome team. Third, I want to say 28 people mm -hmm. in, in Barcelona, Spain. Okay. I've been to Barcelona. It's a really beautiful place. Uh, how, is those, how are those siestas? <laughs> Let's put it this way. It's, it's unbelievable. You literally go to work, right? And people are like, just turn on their computer and then they go get coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine if we did that today <laughs> or here? Right. <laughs> and then they go back to work on their computer for like 30 minutes and then they take a, they take a break where they're gone for an hour. Nice. This is like a, a pre brunch kind of thing going on. <laughs> this is my kind of work schedule is what it is. <laughs> the fact that the computer's still there though, right? <laughs> exactly. It's running. It's running. <laughs> And it's just unbelievable to me as this like ignorant American that, you know, people are, are, are we work hard and we, we open up our computer during COVID and we eat at our desk and, and we just close our computer at like six o'clock or keep working through it. Cause there's no thought of, I need to go home. I don't need to leave the office now. Right. For, right. for a lot of us IT workers anyway. And you know, that, that was answer your siesta, man. Like, wow. Lunch. And then later you just hustle. You work for five hours, right? Like normal, like uh, one o'clock to four or five o'clock. And then it's like, okay, I, I guess see you guys right going home, right? Nope. Hey Dennis, siesta time. <laughs> <laughs> we're going downstairs. We're going to hit the bar. We're going to get wine. We're going to, um, at the end of the day, just de-stress. Yeah. Right? So that's cool. How are those tapas in Spain? You know, I've heard so much about them. Like I just, <laughs> please share. Tapas is, is uh, it's in, I'm going to first start by saying it's an acquired taste. Okay. But it's really, it's really special. This is how I describe it. And, 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 uh, how do I describe it to, uh, Spanish people themselves? I call it Spanish dim sum. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I call it. Like, I, I love dim sum. And like, that's, <laughs> think about it. That's what it is, right? Like, like finger foods, right? You it, know, it, it's finger food. It's, it's in pieces. It's meant to eat one, one bite, right? Uh huh. That's what tapas are. Oh, wow. Think about it. Chinese, Spanish dim sum. Is tapas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one, one bite. <laughs> exactly. Oh, but yeah. So outside of work, what do you like to do? What are your hobbies? Oh man. You know, hobbies you seem like a very, all around kind of guy, jack of all trades. But what's what's what, what caught your eye? Yeah, you know, you know, really in terms of hobbies, you know, I really love. You know, it's really interesting. But I, I volunteer to help friends and family remodel their houses. Oh wow! And then I'm also the guy that also works on my my, my own car when I can, right? Yeah. If it's within my own uh, technical expertise. So between those two things, you know, those are those are my hobbies. It sounds boring, but. Believe it or not, it keeps you pretty busy. I believe it. Remodeling houses is no joke. This garage is nice. Wayne actually shared a story about you a few months ago. Did you ceramic coat your kitchen? 
<laughs> yes, I did. And I literally, um, I have a lot of stainless steel type of uh, refrigerator and stove and it gets messy. And I'm like, you know what? If you can, if you can ceramic coat your car, like why can't you ceramic coat your, 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 uh, your, your appliances? That's but not wrong there. How, how easy was the cleaning after that? Oh, was it worth it? It was definitely worth it. Oh, you know, wow. it was definitely worth it. I, I definitely can tell that, yeah, it's repelling. It's, it, I mean, not that it wasn't already, but it's definitely repelling more. It's easier to clean up and things aren't getting stuck as much. That's awesome. Now you know. Yeah, now I, now I need to ceramic coat the kitchen. <laughs> ceramic coat it. And I, I, I don't know if we told you guys yet, but I just bought a new shower. Are you going to ceramic coat the shower? I bought a shower tower where it has like body jets and, and all that kind of cool stuff. I'm going to ceramic coat that. That sucker too. <laughs> and the, the funny thing with ceramic coat is that I, I've tried the $100 bottle stuff. I've tried the $20 bottle stuff. I've tried the $10 bottle stuff, right? Um, just just, to, just as I'm learning my craft, right? Yeah. The $10 bottle works pretty damn well. <laughs> it, it now we know. Well. Yeah. You're spending 100 bucks for your ceramic coating? You're a chump. <laughs> That's the way I see it. The $10 one, just put it on to your, um, your kitchen. Yeah. Perfectly fine. Anywhere you want it to be. Yep. It's only $10 <laughs> for a bottle, dude. What the hell? Yeah, right? Um, and literally, you, you search for a Mr. Fix 9H on, on Amazon. It's 10 bucks. <laughs> but, how, but, yeah. How uh, how hard was that? Like cleaning before you ceramic coat? Oh, or yeah. was it just like brand new stuff that you put it on? You know, so I had, I, I ceramic coated at least, uh, I want to say I ceramic coated about 10 cars now. And, you know, without charging anyone, just, mm -hmm. just wanted to learn it. And luckily I have a lot of suckers in my Audi group that lets <laughs> you ceramic coat your cars. <laughs> this guy literally bought a new B9 uh, SQ5, uh, SQ5 and like literally the third day he's like, hey, bring it over. Uh, come, can you can help ceramic coat my car? <laughs> we literally ceramic his brand new car, which as you guys know, you know, a factory car has all the, the, the showroom shine stuff yeah, on it, right. has the factory wax. So we had to buy, you know, those, the, the right chemicals to... Um, really get that wax and yeah, get the shine it all off. down. Mm -hmm. Exactly, yeah. exactly. But the cool thing is, this new car. I didn't need to cut it. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't buff the car at all. Right. Yeah. But but my older car. I have a. We also have a BMW uh, X1, right? X1. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 you'll, you'll be surprised. It's pretty humble. Yeah, it's pretty fast too. <laughs> it moves. So the funny thing about the X1, the X1 is that the normal driving is just in regular drive mode. Most people don't know you can you can shift the the. Um, the shifter left a little bit and it goes into a sport mode and makes it pretty fast. <laughs> but in any case, yeah. Because like when you think of an X1, it's a pretty boring drive car. Mm, my yeah. parents had an X1. I fucking love that thing. Really? Yeah, it felt a lot like driving a Mark 6, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that thing that thing moves, man. It has a turbo and everything. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it has a pi turbo, I believe it's called. Yeah, I actually think it has an N54 in it. So that's that stretch six with twin turbos. Yeah, I believe so. Mm -hmm. uh, but in any case, it was, it was a pretty cool car, and I ceramic coated that car. Guess what? With a ten dollar bottle. <laughs> <laughs> and literally, I had a. I, I was the I was the idiot that bought the permit plate from the dealer. Uh huh. So I, I was that guy that spent like eight hundred dollars on that damn package because they said <laughs> they'll 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 clean the car every year or whenever you have problems. They'll replace the seats if your uh, poultry gets messed up. I bought it right. Uh huh. So my five years came up. It was about to expire so let me, let me call these guys and get the get one more detailing in right literally this guy came over and he goes what's on your car he's like any chemical i sprayed on it just fell off the car <laughs> <laughs> i remember that yeah you, you told me that yeah, yeah that's funny and i go and i go uh yeah i, I ceramic coated my car right, with this <laughs> with this ten dollar bottle right here <laughs> not the same one but another ten dollar bottle and you yeah. know what they say two buck chuck gets the job done hey okay. it definitely got the job done there so you have a you have a b9 rs5 
That's and okay. X1 and that uh, was a C is it AMG? Uh, no, it's just a W203 regular. Okay. Yeah. Nice. And you know, yes, I got the RS5 and you know, I, I it's really interesting cuz I got uh, a lot of people ask me about the car and you know, magazines like even just for fun, like not nothing special, right? My car's just a regular car in, oh, in my opinion. You no, know, that's a good looking car. Like especially you have the HREs on it, right? Yeah, I got the HREs. Yeah, that car looks good. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It is I think yeah you know when I first got him and when like, I first got the wheels on the you know I, I thought okay this is pretty cool you know it looks good but I didn't realize everyone else was gonna buy the same damn wheels <laughs> <laughs> I'm like damn it yeah, unfortunately with like the you're seeing everyone just does the same thing yeah we talked about it last week there is no style everyone it's all the same wheels you just gotta get like some like three piece customs Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you know, fork out five grand for a set of wheels yeah. that you're gonna eventually curb. <laughs> <laughs> true, but then other people won't follow you because it's that's five fair. grand. That's very uh, that's, that's true. You know? That's true. That's true. But you know, I, I just like there's something about those wheels. Like I just really like the way they look. Even right. No, On they're the like they're oh, they really, really good. good. Yeah. Yeah. So so definitely. So that car, you know, as in terms of hobby, that's my my other hobby, right? Just, um, and the car itself, it's like it's just an it's just an it's just an item, right? At the end of the day, right? But it's not about that. It's like meeting Wayne, meeting you guys, going to car meets. Like right you know, to, to, uh, tomorrow, Wayne and I are. I don't know if your Wayne's going. I'll speak for myself. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to like some politician. He's organizing like a car meet in Dublin. A polit? What? Yeah. Is this the one that's at like a, a vineyard? Uh, yeah, I think so. In Dublin. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like not posting the location of it. If you like paid to for like entrance or something, then you got the location. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't but it's know. at a vineyard in, in Dublin, so I'm sure you can find it. But there's like <laughs> a million of those now. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, but, you know, I, I think that the car was one aspect, but, you know, you know, Wayne knows, like, you know, my car is brand new, and, like, Wayne's like, I'm like, Wayne, drive it. Dude, I'm going to be going to Israel. I'm going to be going to do some work. Like, I don't want it to sit in my garage, <laughs> you know? He's like, we'll take the keys. Wait a minute, like, he's like, oh, I can't believe he's letting me drive. He's so scared behind the wheel of the car. He's like, Wayne, your uncle, he's letting you do this. Yeah, it was a good one week. Yeah, it was a <laughs> solid week. Yeah, hope, hope you guys have fun, man. Hope you guys have fun. <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it's really, yeah, the car was one, was special, right? But it's all the other people that I met, right? Like, I, I, can, I can't name them all, right? Like, Nico, Roger, I think you guys met Calvin yep, uh, yep, in yep. the previous podcast. So these are all what I say is, is great friends that I, that I made, you know? So part of the hobby. That's like one really awesome thing about the car community. Like you just meet some really genuine people. Of course, there's a lot of dirt bags out there, but for sure. the most part, like if you meet good people, it makes it worthwhile. Yeah, I think that's genuinely the only thing that really makes me like the car community. I mean, yeah, cars are cool. I like cars, but it's the I people get the, behind like them. 90th percent of the friends that I talk to nowadays are just car people. So I just met them. They're going to shows, going to meets. You know. Yeah, that's that's cool, right? So like, it's interesting for me to like meet Wayne and, and meet you guys that work in the car industry right if you don't mind i call it that and it's, it's like true. and it's like well you know i don't want to hang out with a bunch of security guys <laughs> <laughs> i can only imagine those you know tech guys are kind of dull <laughs> <laughs> and it's like uh, how can we like just hang out with car guys like all day like he leaves work and he's, it's, he's looking at Audis again <laughs> hey. so dennis is that is that your next step you know i don't know you know you're done you pretty good with sales you know i think it's that time for that it's a good idea it's the next man <laughs> maybe maybe <laughs> but, but but definitely you know in the in the bay area you know just just to speak to it a little bit you know i also do a lot of volunteer work and one of the things i'm volunteering for is actually with the unified school district mm -hmm. and to me you know i don't care i don't care about the numbers i don't care about declining enrollment or deficits all i care about is there's gonna they want to close or, or they use the word consolidate two schools 
Real, wait, uh, like high schools or elementary? Um, uh, they, well, they only have one uh, high school, uh-huh. but they're talking about elementary schools. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, guys, like, how can we be in literally the hardest of the land? Everyone wants to think that Mountain View, San Jose, Silicon. No, you you are actually in Newark. You're in the middle within 45-minute drive of San Francisco, uh, San Jose, Jose, Oakland, Oakland, Dublin, Pleasant Tune, yeah, everything, right? That yeah. that to me, Fremont and Newark is actually the heart of the, the Bay Area. No, it definitely is. Like this is where all the tech people live. Like they might not work here necessarily. Well, now they do, right? Um, <laughs> but you know, that's like it's the core of the Bay. And yeah, yeah. So I'm like, how can we close two schools here? It doesn't make sense to me. Like logically, it doesn't make sense. Now, obviously, the numbers. You know, there's always there's always about the number, right? Yeah, but I feel like at a governmental level, like they're not funding the schools properly, but that's a whole different discussion. Like, like they're just fucking the children over. Yeah, yeah. So I said, you know, guys, and, and this is me talking to uh, other uh, active parents, let's put it that way, right? People, people with money, right? Money talks, bullshit walks, right? Right. And I said, you know, we got to talk to the real companies that have the money. And those are, you know, kind of alluding to what you talked about to me was companies like Tesla, Rivian, and and all these companies that Logitech that actually, um, in some way, in in some fashion, happen to be related in the car community in some way, right? Right. And I said we need to be able to go to these companies and say, yo, everyone's doing distance learning. Why don't why don't you hook them up with Logitech uh, work cam, right? Uh, a school camera, right? Why don't we set up charging stations in, in all the schools so that we can uh, you can bring your car there, you charge, and guess what? Uni- uh, Unified School District, Newark Unified District gets like 10 cents, right, for, for an hour. I, I don't know, right? Whatever, right, right? whatever it is. Just come up with some ideas because we have all these great companies here and literally the Barton Bridge across the bridge is Facebook. Like, That's that true. That is the biggest company in the world. I believe they also bought a couple of buildings in Fremont <laughs> as well. Uh, Tesla, like right next to the Tesla, like satellite office. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, arguably that is on the left-hand side, right? Mm-hmm. Depending where you're coming from, <laughs> of, of 880, right? So right. I, I always kind of consider that part of Newark. But anyway, <laughs> but anyway um, I think that we can get them to go on the other side also of that uh, 84, right? Mm-hmm. And, and be in Newark, right? Because the schools are, are actually pretty good. I, I spent three years as a volunteer, mm-hmm. as, a, as a chairman in my, my daughter's uh, school psych council, mm-hmm. you know, planning the budget, how they're going to spend some money. And anyways, but the point here is that, you know, I don't get how this can happen to be here. So right now, you know, Dennis, just the sales guy, you know, did, did all these awesome things in New York. What keeps me busy right now, right? Mm-hmm. I'm also being pretty active as a parent right now mm-hmm. in that community to make sure that those two schools don't quote unquote consolidate. Yeah, because it's very, it's easy to just close something. Mm-hmm. It's very hard to build it back when, when we need it. Right, and like keep it open, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. it's very true. Yeah, and you don't want to like condense that because then you lose the value of education having so many kids in a classroom. Exactly, exactly. You know, and if you know Newark, Newark is changing. The demographics changing. They are literally, and I was explaining this to, to young people today. Actually, I was I was actually out to lunch and with, with two friends and trying to explain to them. And and these are guys that that are. Um, 30, you know, they're a little bit older than you guys, but they still live at home and all that kind of stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, not, not a bad thing, by the way, I, I don't, I don't judge on that. Even though I said <laughs> no, it's so <laughs> difficult to like, yeah. especially with the tech boom and everything that's happened. It's so difficult to actually live in the Bay area if you know, you're a young adult. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, a lot of people, they look at me like, Oh, you, you know, you're, you're older guy. Yeah, I am, but I'm, I'm still a millennial. Like I was born in 83. I'm, I'm a millennial. Like right? just, so I'm not Gen Y or anything, whatever it's called now, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm, I'm in the same bucket as you guys. Right. And, but the thing here is that these houses that are being built in Newark, their starting price is $1.6 million. Oof. 
Like who That's like the same houses uh, across the street from Bart in Warm Springs. Yeah. Right. Like who can afford this? The HOA is also like five, six hundred dollars a month. It's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, when, you, when I started thinking about this, I'm like, how is this possible that we're going to close two schools and people are moving in? And, and buying houses for 1.7 million. And we're not talking like five, six houses, right? We're talking about 50 to 100 houses. That's a lot of money that's coming into into the city. And I and I and actually met with the superintendent of, of New York and I said, how, how is this possible? I said, you need to go and advertise the school the same way that Fremont Christian School, Challenger School, they, they have a TV ad. Mm-hmm. We need to do the same thing. We need to be able to tell the parents that, um, that are buying these houses that Unit unified school district is a good school, and you guys should go there. <laughs> right, right. So that, anyway, I'm, I'm not gonna keep talking about that, but but yeah, that's that's really important to me right now in my life. That's the family man Dennis speaking. That is that's <laughs> the family man. But family the, man Dennis. But the car guy, you know, in me, you know, ah, damn man. Like <laughs> I, I gotta admit, man. Like when I was younger, my dad was was really the guy that he had Car and Driver magazine. You know, he he had a lot of like he had a, we had a when I was a kid we had like a. Uh, Literally an orange Oldsmobile, like, you know, orange copper was probably copper, but you know, we had, we had a lot of cool cars, man. My dad was into cars. Um, we, he was, a he was, a he did takeout, right? So guess what? When you do takeout, like if your car's broken, you're not making money, right? Right. Yeah. Right. So his, his tip to everybody was always have to have a reliable car. Mm-hmm. So I grew up looking at reading his magazines. You know, my dad's going through different cars. He brought a van at one point and, and we, you know, we, we, we put windows in, we put seats in. And I, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to say like I'm a car guy, right? But I was around it. Mm-hmm. I knew how to, ch- I knew how to change my my own wheels, change my own oil. But I forgot it though, guys. When I moved into the city, and despite having my own car, mm-hmm. I got a Mercedes, man. I'm not changing my. Own <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because people are like, Dennis, like, how do you not know how to change your own oil? <laughs> and I, and I'm like, I never had to. Right, you're like like you were living the high life. You didn't have to get someone else's life. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Mercedes of, of Manhattan was I don't know what street it was on. I think it was on Fifty Something Street. I mean, it's like a couple blocks away from my apartment. <laughs> you know, <laughs> why do I need to do it? Right. So, I mean, really, the the, the 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 moral here, not that there is a moral here, was that you know how come I asked myself how come Dennis that you can remodel a house, you can do plumbing, you can do electric. I, I went to a vocational high school actually mm-hmm. for, for a short while. I didn't spend the whole four years there. I actually went to a vocational hospital. Actually, I, I like to think that um, going to that vocational school shaped me as well. In my first year of um, in that high school, I had to take electric, mm-hmm. woodworking, plumbing, uh, cosmetology, like literally, <laughs> yeah, literally like how to cut hair, how to make your skin nice. I could use that. <laughs> and one of the classes was shop class, car shop class. And basically the program worked as you spent one month in every program. So you can figure out what you want to do mm-hmm. when you wow. grow up. That's awesome. So shop class was awesome. Like I've changed, I actually mounted tires before and, and, but when you're, what was it? 14 years old, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and now like like 35, <laughs> not, now I'm not 35, I'm older than that. But at 35, when I got the car, I was like, how, do, how come I used to know how to do these things, but now I don't remember how to do it? Because I never need to do it. Yeah, you yeah. either use it uh, or you lose it. Right. right. Yeah. So now I started getting more, a little bit more hands-on with the car a little bit, right? 
definitely have a cool uh, group of friends that help me when, when I need the help. Like even Wayne came over, helped me with the wheels. <laughs> but it's not like I don't know how to put it on. It. Just, I didn't want to. Sorry, Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Wayne's young. You know, he's a dapper young lad. He, he can do some wheel yeah, changing. Why do it if you can have someone else do it? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but in my defense, Wayne, I did wash the wheels. I didn't make you wash them. That, that is true. He, he hand washed them. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. So I did all the dirty work. I made, <laughs> I made him do all the technical work. But in terms of modding the car, man, like I've done some cool things with the car and um, like, you know, I, the ECU looked like crap, right? It didn't match the car mm-hmm. in my opinion. And then this company um, actually sold the ECU cover and I, and I bought it and like, it looks like crap. Like I'd rather just go back to stock and not have the cover. <laughs> right. And then I just sat down and I'm like, well, how can I save this? Well, let's, let's mod the, the cover. So I got the, the cover machine. I ordered some uh, honeycomb mesh from this company back out of the UK. Mm-hmm. Spray painted it high, high thermal spray paint, made it black. And I put the AGSV logo, which is the car club that I'm, that I'm in or car group, whatever. Depends on who you talk to, the club group, whatever. <laughs> and it looks dope. And people see it and they're like, Dennis, can you make me one? <laughs> you know? So yeah, I'm pretty happy now to get a little bit more hands on it. Like I might, I might not be even doing all the work, but I have the ideas for it. Right. Yeah. And it just like keeps sending me back to that. Like you have all these ideas. Like how do you find, like, how did these come to your head? You know, it's, it's pretty messed up, man. Like, you know, some people, <laughs> <laughs> you know, some people smoke weed and they come with ideas, you know, for me, I mean, honestly, it comes, it comes a lot of times it comes up in my sleep. Hmm. You know, sometimes I'll tell you guys, man, I don't know how to describe it, but the the hardest projects that I had in school with programming, the hardest things that I had in work that was related to programming. And when you program something, you can hit a wall where you don't know how to solve this problem. When you compile it, you're expecting uh, one plus one equals two and you're getting three. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times and some of the biggest moments of my life, the biggest breakthroughs was literally sleeping <laughs> And remember, and I can, I, I honestly can tell you, I can remember it uh-huh. that I'm trying to solve the problem in my sleep. Like I don't, it's so surreal. It's interesting. It's so surreal. Like I, I don't want to get into like hocus pocus stuff, but some people call it astral projection or whatever. Right. 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 They have different names for it. I think uh, some Indian people just call it like you're just med- meditation at, at a higher level, right? Whatever that word is. Right. For me, it's, um, for me, it's just like just thinking too damn much. <laughs> <laughs> The brain don't stop. It sounds like I just need to get more sleep. So that sounds like. Right, that too, right? <laughs> no, Dennis, how much sleep are you getting a day? Because we need to be doing that. <laughs> no, it, it's tough, man. It's tough. But uh, not, 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 not as much. If that was a real question, not enough. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely a trait of uh, someone that that uh, that did a lot of things in life. Is they, you know, they wake up early. Um, they don't sleep that much. But mm-hmm. I, I don't wake up early. I sleep a lot. I, and I don't. I, but I don't sleep that much though. Mm-hmm. So I, I do sleep in. <laughs> so going back to your rs5 why why the rs5 yeah i got a i got a long version of the story got a short version of the story but literally audi was never really my thing i'll be honest man there audi was never my thing my friend had an audi he had a he had an all road oh he, shout out. yeah you know it, it's pretty cool right and, and i'm like man why is this why is this guy got a wagon man <laughs> you know he's, he's only only the certain Ethnic people in, in New York have those wagons. In, wait, wait, wait. I drive an all road. <laughs> You're not in New York, though, you know? That's true. <laughs> so, Audi's never really appealed to me. And then one day, me and my wife, we went out to see the Blue Angels in, in San Francisco. And I saw what I remember as a RS7 it, that was just parked by the pier in, in San Francisco next to the uh, ferry building. 
And I said, wow, that color looks sharp. And that car looks pretty damn sharp too. I might go check it out. <laughs> and so I look at it. We, we, we do the wife thing. We look at the Blue Angels and we come back and I look in, at the car again. And I go, oh, this is a pretty cool car, you know? you know. But yeah, Audis, you know, whatever. And then one day I got a fat paycheck. Like fat paycheck. Fat. Yes. That was like a capital PH. Yes. Yes. P-H-A-T, F-A-T, whatever you want to call it. Fat paycheck. And, you know, I say, man, let me go take a break. So I started, you know, dri- I started driving around and I'm like, hey, let me go into this Audi dealer that just opened up in Fremont. <laughs> later, later, I mean, Audi Fremont, when did they open? Uh, not too long ago. I think uh, earlier year, last year. Yeah. yeah, right. So that's when I got my car, right? Around the same time, right? And I'm going, let me go inside to the Audi dealer. And, and what I saw was an RS3 Nardo. And I go, man, this is this is this is the color I wanted because I was describing the salesman. I was like, I can't describe it to you. It's gray. It, it, it's it's uh, it's like a pastel color type of color. <laughs> like I just, I, there's no way I can describe this to you. And he goes, I think I know what you're talking about. Let's go check it out. It was a Nardo gray RS3. And if you know about the RS models, they don't just let you drive them, right? Yeah. And I I just and he said, you know, I I can't let you drive the car. And I just I just looked at him. <laughs> I, literally, I literally looked at him and I said, I said, why don't you drive it then? So then he said, oh, okay, I guess I could drive it then. That's right. A good loophole. So that's a really good. <laughs> so he pulled the car out and then, I, and then, and then I looked at him he's like, here, just take the key. You drive it. <laughs> so, so I take the RS3 and you know, I take it for a ride, man. And I'm, and I'm like, fuck man, like what's wrong with these windows, man? You gotta, you know, what's wrong with these seats, man? <laughs> you know, it's pretty small. It's for- a really small car. Like it's cool, but it, you're right. It's really condensed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's definitely a, a super condensed car. And I was like, you know, I like the color, but the color is not enough to, to buy it. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and, and I, and I literally took out my laptop because I, I had my laptop. I was actually going to church. <laughs> and, and I took my my laptop and I opened it up at his at his desk. I just sat there for an hour researching Audis, and I said, "Hey, what's this uh, RS5? Let me go check out this car." Right? He goes, "We don't have one." <laughs> and then I guess like it just happened that um, you know someone was returning an Audi that they that they bought mm-hmm. and they had it for like a, a month, I want to say, or two months. Let's just say two months, right? right. On the high inside. And, and I'm like, okay, like, I mean, it's used. I never bought a used car in my life. Well, my cars are new, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, or pre-owned, whatever you want to call it, right? And I'm thinking, man, this is a, this is like a hundred thousand dollar car. Like, you know, pre-owned for just a month, mm-hmm. you know, how much do they want for it? Right? So I didn't see the car yet. And they said that, Hey, you know, it's modified. It has wheels. It has HRE wheels. So I'm looking up like, wait, what the hell are HREs? I'm looking them up. I'm like, damn, man, these are like, you know, pretty expensive wheels, right? A couple, you know, a couple hundred bucks at least, right? <laughs> You're not wrong. Oh yeah, exactly. Exactly. So You're I just going into this rabbit hole is like, yeah. <laughs> and they said, you know, we're deep, we're, 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 we just got the car in like, and let, let us uh, clean up a little bit before we show it to you. And when I stepped outside the door, I just remember opening the door of Audi Fremont and seeing the car lowered, right? Had the HRE uh, wheels on them. And I was like, oh man, this is the car right here. <laughs> and I was like, give me the keys. And I said, and I, I literally said, give me the keys. I'm going to, I'm going to make sure it can go up my driveway. I'm going to show it to my wife. I'm going to go pick up my daughter from, from daycare right now. Mm-hmm. And that's what I did. I took the car for like wow. an hour and a half and, and I drove it, you know, normal driving. You know, through Newark, through the highway, whatever, normal stuff, right? I'm like, fuck, this is the car I want. <laughs> this is the car I want. I went back. I told my wife, 
like meet me at Audi Fremont. She thought, oh, Dennis just not looking at another car again. <laughs> so I, before I looked at the uh, the RS5, I was looking at the Maserati Ghibli. Mm-hmm. Oh, those yeah. are garbage. Yeah. You made the right choice. Right? <laughs> you made the right choice. <laughs> Very nice choice. I looked at the Corvette Stingray. Also a garbage car. Looked at the Stingray. <laughs> won't lie, won't lie. I looked at the the Gran Turismo, um, you know, which Quattroporte, you know. Yeah, you know that, little, that's a good car. Decent yeah. car. Yeah, it's getting up there. I started looking at like, uh, so the... My, my my mentor co-founder of that company he bought a he bought like those three hundred thousand four hundred thousand dollar aston martins i looked at that too right <laughs> yeah, that have must to. have been a fat paycheck <laughs> <laughs> exactly but uh at the end of the day i was like you know what i, I ended fate brought me back to audi fremont because <laughs> it just opened up and i wanted to check it out fate had it that that guy uh, brought his car back in by the way he's a really good friend of mine now you know long story there but we'll talk about it some other time i guess and you know what? Um, that car has been with me now for two years now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think it's unique. No, it's a no, sharp absolutely. car. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you don't really ever see B9 RS5s. You just yeah. don't. Yeah. I've seen maybe one other one. It was also an Arter Gray, but I knew it wasn't you because it had stock wheels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, def- definitely. So I'm, you know, I'm really happy with, with the choice that I made. But, you yeah, know, that's how I came up with the car. I mean, I know it's a long story there, but I mean, everything has a story behind it. Oh, you know? we, we like the stories. Like, Building up Danny Wong here. Yeah, yeah, yeah for <laughs> sure, man. Yeah, I, w- I wish I was on like a highway chase and I saw like a guy steal one and escape the cause. That didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, 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 they, yeah, that Danny Wong, you know, that didn't happen. Yeah, it, it, but I, but Danny Wong got a fat paycheck <laughs> and said he's going to buy a fucking car today. <laughs> and he just happened to remember that gray color. That that gray color. That was it. Like I like the Narda gray, but I will say on the RS5, I think it's the best suited for that car. Just because the, the yeah. lines... <laughs> Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's why I bought it, right? I, I've seen now they have the red one, the white one. I'm like, no, nah, it doesn't even look like RS5. Yeah, it's it's too much. Yeah, it's very different. Um, I just have a quick question. Yeah, growing up in New York in the in like early uh, early eighties or early nineties, late eighties, like what was that like? Like what was Dennis doing back then? Oh man, this Dennis, is this is the good stuff. Oh yeah, this was definitely some good stuff, man. Like, and, and you know, again, it's not nothing that I can't necessarily share. This is all stuff in the past right mm-hmm. my my uh my my mom and dad made it to new york because they had a my, my mom had a relative already living in new york mm-hmm. this relative um married the biggest fucking gangster in chinatown Jesus. like straight up triad <laughs> oh my god yeah it was straight up f you know the biggest house on the block had his business people come every chinese new year to pay tribute to him he was he was the man. Okay, so your auntie got pretty lucky. Uh, <laughs> depends how you look at it. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. If, if you think marrying, you know, the Tony Soprano, the Chinese community is, is lucky, <laughs> then okay, maybe. Right? There's some good aspects to it. I'm sure there's a lot more bad, but it's but, a good life to but, some. But holy shit, like I remember so many things. Like I, I remember, and and I hate to bring these things up, right? Because it, a lot of it is negative, and I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna sit here today and try to highlight the gang life. I was not in the gang life, but that my family was, mm-hmm. right? But I remember being kidnapped. I remember my uh, one of my uncles having a Ferrari and then getting getting murdered um, many years later. I remember going to funerals of, of cousins of mine, right? The people that were, were in the business. I'm just a fucking kid, right? I'm not, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not a gangster, right? But... Um, but uh, I just remember these things, and and that was Danny Wong growing up in the '80s, because that was the gang life. Right. That was the life, right? That was, 
the the Al Capone, right? The 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 New York gangsters, right? It was the rough sh- and tough back then, yeah. like from what you can read, and like just like live it. That must have been crazy. Yeah, right, right. And I remember being just a kid, like so ignorant. Like if I think back now, would I ever have my 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 kid like standing in front of the business of the shot caller of New York? Hell no. Hell no. But Chinese New Year, <laughs> I was that kid that would light the fireworks. Chinese New Year's, that's a big thing, lighting fireworks, right? Right, right, right. Firecrackers. I was that kid that was just lighting those, you know, thousand freaking millions of firecrackers. <laughs> I was that guy. I was just that kid. I was just lighting. No big deal. I'm just hanging out with my aunt, right? Mm-hmm. Like my, my, yeah, I called her my aunt, right? I didn't think anything of it. And then I grew up. And I, you know, you grow up and you start noticing shit, right? Right. Holy crap. You start noticing <laughs> it's, it's like, like, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a whoa. second. Yeah, like... <laughs> How come my cousins have are like all fucking tatted out? How come they're in the '90s? They have all these like uh, graffiti jeans, and and some of them are handing me down to me, right? Mm-hmm. So I wore them to school. I got fucking <laughs> sent home. <laughs> <laughs> I got sent home, man. Like, you know, I mean, I don't know how to describe graffiti jeans. Like, you, it's literally baggy jeans where you tag them. Mm-hmm. That, that's that, that was the '90s, right? And I wore them to school, <laughs> <laughs> you know. And I got I got sent home, and they were asking me like, "What is this, right?" Um, but you know, Danny Long growing up in New York, like that was that was a, a big thing because my parents, you know, they were they were able to stay out of that life. Right. But you know, it's hard to believe it though. But a lot of people in that life, you would think that you know, ask any drug dealer, any drug dealer, not not the big ones, but any drug dealer, they'll tell you that they they're although they're making all this money, mm-hmm. they're actually just making minimum wage, a little bit better than minimum wage. Any any drug dealer. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not trying to say that you know I know how much they all make, but. I can tell you that a lot of those family members that were in that life borrowed money from my parents. Interesting. Like, yeah, literally borrowed money from my parents. So I remember like my mom, um, like people come to my house to like borrow money. Hey, we really need you to spot me, you know, a couple hundred bucks. Like these are people in that life. Right. Mm-hmm. And my mom and dad did it. And I would tell you like right now, honestly, to, the, to all the viewers here today, my mom will still, um, that still sees these aunts and uncles and, and whatever, the ones that didn't pass away and be like, you still owe me fucking money. Nice. My mom is like now is like no fucks given, bro. Right. And she'll tell you, you're, you're, and he'll tell my cousin, like literally tell my cousin, he's like, you know your your dad who's dead, right? He's mm-hmm. he got murdered. You know your dad borrowed like a couple thousand dollars from me. And I'm like, mom, like, sharking. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's, it's really funny, man. Like my friends, like even Wayne, like they can call her mama Lee. Like it's really funny, right? But, uh, but yeah, that was Dennis growing up. I mean, it definitely was the world of, of Wu-Tang. Mm-hmm. It was definitely the, you know, we, we joked about it, but I remember like Jay-Z, uh, I remember like, just, I didn't meet them, right? But I, I met, like, I went to school with like um, siblings of from the Wu-Tang. Really? Yeah, I remember like a lot of cool stuff, right? I remember the Bloods and Crips and everyone wanted to be like a gangster and all that kind <laughs> of stuff. Me, I just wanted to ride my bike. I wanted to skate. You know, <laughs> shit. You know that, that was me. I, I I discovered the internet and I just wanted to meet girls online. <laughs> Hell yeah! Hell yeah, man! I remember. Oh man, like this is honestly it's like sensitive subject to me, but I don't mind sharing. Like I had like I had internet girlfriends, I had real life girlfriends, you know, everything, man, everything. But uh, it's fun. It was fun life for sure. New York was a fun life. It's definitely um, the dentist back then lived a pretty what I would say pretty full life. Um, they, you know, Dennis today, they're, they're Danny Wong, they're, right? It's it's not as exciting. Family man, family, family man, man, family man. But I uh, grew up, had to grow up. You did. Like, I mean, it happens to everyone at some point. Yeah. So I know that was a quick question, but no, no, that was like perfect. Like just like summarizes really well. Like just like that's amazing. Like you've had such 
and you still have such a full life. It's just so interesting to see how you've pr uh, progressed, you know, like I hope uh, other people find it as inspirational as I have. Hopefully you guys have too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's definitely, yeah. you know, when, when you start thinking about it, like someone asked me, what advice would I give to like young people? I tell people all the time, it goes back to the theme again about the mentors is that never forget that mentors in life never feel bad. Your first mentor is always going to be a family member, right? That's a given. Mm -hmm. Whether it's your older brother or your dad, right? Those are awesome traits to have. But at some time, you're going to realize that you need to learn from other people. And that person that was my first mentor that brought me to California, he got me to a point where I needed to be. And I'll, I'll be honest, like, um, you know, he's excelling, I'm excelling, right? We went on different paths, but I no longer really need his mentorship on my growing my career anymore. Right. If that makes sense. Met this other mentor that he sold the company before, right? So really without retelling the story of my life, the theme here is that you can never be afraid to change mentors. You, you don't, you don't drop them. Right. You just evolve the mentors that you need in life. There's nothing wrong with having multiple mentors in your life. Right. That's what I always tell the young people. Just different. I feel like it's having like mentors like every stage right. yeah. in your life. Yeah. So like recently, I don't know. I'll interview Wayne now, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I recently invite. I you know I want to mentor Wayne, and I will. I will. But I felt that the advice that I had wasn't necessarily ready 100% yet. That all the things I have to offer wasn't ready for Wayne yet. 100%. Mm -hmm. Right. I said Wayne, there's this other person that I think can possibly be a mentor for you right and maybe not a mentor but maybe a peer someone you can learn from and i introduce mr wayne there to that person bam wayne <laughs> <laughs> so wayne how's that going bro how's that going how's she working out for you <laughs> <laughs> oh going straight through <laughs> uh, i mean she's cool um hold like on pause wait a minute talk to her well yeah i this mean is a lot further than i've ever got <laughs> we need a dentist here to get the real questions asked i mean sent a message and obviously i have to open it um like i don't know like a couple back and forth comments and whatnot she's pretty cool um like i asked her like how she got into tech and like her explanation was like so after reading it it was like very weird because it was it felt like it was something that i would say and then like after i read it i was like wait hold on, hold on. <laughs> you found him a girl wayne i, I found him a girl wayne that's it, amazing dennis lee you were doing god's <laughs> fucking work i'm trying i'm trying but you know it, it goes back to the the the, the, the theory of the the mentors right and i realized that you know wayne um not not everyone can can just start a company and have a great partner who unfortunately anthony passed away right mm -hmm. Um, not everyone can have that, right? But I, but I needed to find someone that can show Wayne in today's world, 2020, right? How can you find a job in tech? I should say, right? Mm -hmm. And I can make referrals. I, you know, I know people, right? But I can't make. I can't help you learn that transition the same way I can't teach you how to use Titter. <laughs> yeah. you know, I can't teach you that. I can teach you how to use like harm e harmony in that bullshit. You know? But should mingle. So, so, so I felt that you know Wayne had to have that other person um, take him all the um, as far as he can so that he's ready for me to to help him out again, mm -hmm. right? So that, that that's what I, that's why I introduced him to her and and her being pretty talented by the way as a. She's very talented. Very talented. <laughs> <laughs> Subtle. Nice. I like it. <laughs> yeah, man. I told Wayne, man. You can do it. You can do it, buddy. Her resume was scary. I was like... 
<laughs> that's, that's the problem with LinkedIn is you can see all their resume and their professional life. That's intimidating. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> the, the, the moment when you see, click here to see more, I was like, <laughs> do I click it? <laughs> click. <laughs> I was like, Ooh. Yeah, but then Wayne, you got to remember too, right? Like some kid out there that's into cars, he looks at you and he goes, man, this guy worked at, he worked at 034. Right, mm-hmm. he worked at uh, Audi. He's in, he's into cars. He has an A3, and yeah. he's looking up to you, bro. Like I know it's hard to think about that, but it's true though. Right? Yeah, that's really powerful. I mean, at the end of the day, we're here to help each other out. Like I've learned so much from Sammy. He's helped me a lot in life. Like mm-hmm. I learned a lot him. from him. You don't know. You don't need to know, but I, I appreciate <laughs> you know having you guys in my life. You know, it's just like we empower each other. At least I like to think so. This is getting fucking weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the small I'll leave it at life. that. Right. It's the small things. Yes, yeah, so I, I made it a little bit romantic here. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, we're doing a podcast. That's fucking amazing. Uh, I think that's a pretty good place to wrap it. But um, Dennis, thanks for coming out and talking to us. Thank you. You are certainly an interesting and genuinely great guy. Hey, thanks, man. I appreciate <laughs> it. I'm happy to talk to you guys about whatever. Oh, I look forward to like learning more from you. Like, yeah, I've got so much knowledge. Like, it's amazing. Yeah, Let's do a part two. Yeah, there's part definitely going to be a part two. <laughs> yeah. I think there's a lot more there that we got to take out. Awesome, man. I'm getting reinvited already. That, that's, that must have went well. <laughs> um, Dennis, well. do you have any social media you'd like to plug um, for our burgeoning, burgeoning following? Yeah, you know, um, just just for my just for myself, if you guys want, you can follow me on, on my Instagram, uh, you know, underboss24, you know, 24-7. That's kind of how I, how I go about it if you want to look at my car. Uh, but it's funny. I remember Nick, right? He goes, "Hey, what's your?" Uh, he goes, "What's your your Instagram?" And I go, "Oh, here it is." He looks at. It, he goes, "You only got one picture." <laughs> <laughs> That's a thousand words right there. <laughs> and, and I go, "Oh crap! Let me let me build it up a little bit." So, but yeah, but uh, no necessary for for any plugs really. But but if you wanted to check out the car that I was talking about, feel free to take a look. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. He'll do your ceramic yeah. coating for your kitchen only though, <laughs> <laughs> and driveway. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, Thanks for listening, guys. This has been Last Call Garage. Have a good night. See ya. See ya.